0: Okay, people, are you ready for an episode of Minx Your Morning that is going to jack you up? Today, I got to interview Jake Carls, the founder of Midday Squares, and he is such an inspiration. Jake's energy and passion for people has me feeling all the feels. Listen to this special soul as he shares his life lessons and tips for how to be unapologetically yourself. I have to admit that this might just be my favorite minx your morning to date. Listen up. Hello.
1: What's going on? What's
0: up? <laughs> I'm so How fired you, up. Jake?
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm fantastic. How are you?
1: Honestly, I'm doing phenomenal. The sun is out. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to play outdoor hockey tonight. I'm super jacked up about that specifically. So
0: yeah. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. Well, down here or up here, I don't even know which direction. Here in Toronto, the sun is like beaming. The skies are blue. (laughs) It's like they knew. It's like someone knew we were going to be doing this today.
1: You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm so fired up because you chose topics that I am super passionate about and that are in my blood. And I kid you not, It's something I preach every day. So I'm super jacked up by this conversation.
0: So I have to just tell you this. I've been watching you for a while since I found out about midday squares. I'll say there's my passion for midday squares and then there's my like my vibe that just gets pulled towards you in particular because I just love your energy. Yes. So you say that this is like these are topics that are close to your heart. That's no coincidence. I've been like watching and listening to you hearing you whenever you're interviewed podcasts and whatever so (laughs) i'm so psyched and so honored that you would take this time today so first i'm going to say thank you thank
1: you (laughs) thank you for having me honestly thank you for that compliment that kind of stuff jacks me up so
0: (laughs) i i'm just beyond excited right now so let me just tell you what led us to this moment right whoever is watching if you don't know who i am my name is liat if you don't know who he is what rock are you living under (laughs) this is jay carls from midday squares And uh, I am a life coach and a business coach. I'm overall a results coach. And when I see what Jake has done, and obviously your sister, your brother-in-law, and everyone who works at Midday Squares, what you guys have done with your vibe, with your branding, with your energy, and with your thoughts, I'm thinking, (laughs) it's just remarkable. And last week on my group coaching session, we were talking about health and wellness. And it came up to the topic of like snacking and constantly like thinking about what we're eating as moms and as women in particular. And no one, no one in my group had heard of Midday Squares. I was like, put your pens down, people. <laughs> we need to talk about this, okay? I've been a fan for many months. I've shared it on some uh, my other platform and now here. And so if you've seen a spike in sales <laughs> from Toronto moms this week, this is why, okay? So everybody is here to watch High Midday Square. people. Let's get into it, Jake. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. And a bit about your background before Midday script. I grew
1: up in a family of entrepreneurs. I think this is the first step. My father's a great entrepreneur. My grandfather was, my brother is, and obviously my two partners have always been entrepreneurs as well. So think of just about that. So I always had that mindset in me from day one. Mm. When I went to school, I decided to go to school to become an actuary. An actuary, imagine all this, actuarial science. That's the most wacky thing ever. And I wanted to do it because I wanted to prove that I was good at math because I did so bad in everything else at school. I did English, French, writing, anything, history, I couldn't do well. I was getting 50s and 60s. So I decided to apply to Western University and try to become an actuary. Little did I know when I got there, the program started 100 people, and then it goes down to about 16, 17 people because it's so difficult. You're predicting life, mortality rates. You're doing all this stuff. I was bored stiff, okay? Bored stiff. And I was doing so bad because all I wanted to do was socialize. All I wanted to do was have fun. I thought college was a place that you literally just go to meet people and you go and have fun and expand your independence and your individuality, right? So that's what my goal was when I was at Western University was screw the actuarial science. I don't care if I fail that. I just need to graduate somehow for my parents because they wanted me to graduate. But I'm going to go have the time of my life. And what I realized was that people... Were what energizing me. So I wanted to start a business right then and there. I said to myself, what can I do? I love fitness. I was jacking up. I was pumping all the time. I said, I'm gonna throw outdoor boot camps every single summer that I come home. Instead of getting a job in banking or anything like that, I'm gonna show to my parents that I can make a dollar by just throwing workout classes outdoors because people love being outside, especially in Canada when the winter is so cold. And I loved using Snapchat. I basically used Snapchat at the time to show everything. So I basically videoed the whole process. People started coming. I gave free classes to hundreds of people. Then I started making dollars. I started getting excited. I was making money, more money than the people in the investment banking world. And I was like, holy shit, I'm I'm doing a passion of mine. And I'm having the time of my life. I'm meeting more people. I don't even need to go back to college. I did have to go back. I ended up graduating and I started another business because my passion for fitness started to decrease. It's not that I don't do it anymore. It's just that." I didn't want to teach people about fitness. I didn't have a degree in fitness. I didn't have a certification. I just, I was good with people, right? And then I started a business called Chase and Hunter, which was a college student brand, which basically said, I wanted to go back on college campuses to party. So I was like, how can I do that? So I basically launched a clothing brand, which was called Chase and Hunter. And what we would do is show the stories of students. We would video stories about students, what was going on in their life. And the clothing represented that. And all I did was go to college to college, sleep on fraternity houses after fraternity houses. and throw parties and pop up shop experiences. Again, failed the business after two years of it. But the only reason why I failed is because I didn't know how to operate a business. It was nothing to do with making it look cool. What I did do well was I had 10% of the NFL wearing it. I had celebrities like Sophie Turner wearing it from Game of Thrones. You have no idea. I was flown out to NFL accounts because the brand was cool. People liked being part of it, but I didn't know how to run a business. So it failed. I lost $50,000 and I came to a standstill and I was in a weird place. My ex-girlfriend at the time broke up with me. I was with her for four years. And I just had nothing. My, my brain was in a weird place. I was like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm 25 years old. I don't know what I want to do. I love people, but I don't, know, I don't know how to run a business. So Nick and Leslie, who are my brother-in-law and my sister, approached me and were like, be our third partner in this business that's chocolate. And all you need to do, all you need to do is do exactly what you've been doing in the past by getting people excited. Make them feel something and be that third part of the puzzle for us because we need to get the brand out there and we need to connect with our consumers. So that's when I joined Midday Squares, August
0: 2018. Oh my goodness. So you know what springs to mind for me when you speak about the story is that you took any of your experiences and yes, you call them failures, but it didn't stop you, okay? And that's what I find inspiring because most people have the desire or the idea to do something. They try. And right in the beginning, something goes wrong. There's a challenge. It's hard. It doesn't work out. They lose money, $50,000. That's no small change, right? But you kept going. And that's what I believe is the difference between people that become successful and people who don't. It's just the fact that you kept going. Now look,
1: right? (laughs) It's old school grit. I wish my generation had more of it. And you know what? Failures to me is like, I realized what I love doing and my purpose throughout each one of them. They had one common denominator that humans were my energy bunny. And if I can't be doing things that are human to human connection, I'm finished and I won't succeed in, in life quotations because I didn't know that till I was halfway through midday squares. It took me eight to nine months to realize at midday squares that my skill is not managing people. I don't know how to manage people. I'm horrible at that. I actually dropped all my management positions here, but I was good to just get out there, get the product and and brand as a community out there. But I was doing that all along my entire life. It's just, I couldn't see it. So I think a lot of people don't realize that it takes time. And Rome wasn't built in a day. And I say with it's cheesy as cheesy, but brick by brick, you'll find out if you keep putting those bricks down, what your purpose is and your why. And I read that book, Start With Why, great book. And once you realize that why, you become almost unstoppable with this confidence, this genuine, real confidence that you start to embrace being unapologetically yourself. And that's what I'm doing now. And I think you do that a great job of that as well.
0: Thank you. That's very kind. This is why I feel like I resonate so strongly with what you're saying, because people for me was always my why as well. And the writing was on the wall for me. Like years and years and years ago, I heard about coaching 10 years ago. And for whatever reasons, you know, you block those voices, you block those ideas, but it, it just had to come out but the base core mission and goal and purpose of mine is to connect with people. And so you and I, we're just like, we're kind of cut from the same cloth, just in very different ways, on different sides of the world, right? We're
1: meant to be, what are you talking about? We're meant to be. (laughs)
0: Meant to be. Okay, so there's so many things I wanna say, but I have to tell you this. I heard about Midday Squares, I tried the first two flavors before the peanuts, the fudge and the almond. And I was like, holy shit, what is this? This is amazing. Right? Then I didn't even love peanut butter, that I'm not interested. But I thought, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to try it. And then I was like, push this. I'm just saying, push aside the fudge and the almond. And like the, the peanut butter in my fridge, the stack of 12 is always oh, there. like every time I open my fridge. It's sexy.
1: Like, ah! It's sexy. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And you know what? In my opinion, I think what made you try that third flavor, and tell me if I'm wrong, is not that you love the other two. That's great. That helped you make that decision. But you didn't like peanut butter because you don't like peanut butter generally. But it's because we've connected with you as a brand and that pushed you.
0: 100% when you sent the first box that I ordered and no, it was even, was it before that? I tagged you. I didn't even buy the box online. I tagged MDS and I got a personalized DM video message from you it shook me to my core. And I thought I knew a thing or two about social media. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And I'm thinking, does he do this with everyone? <laughs> so, yes, I know you do. Because some of my coaching clients, since they bought your stuff, they're like, I've got a personalized message on my bot, like the photograph with the box. And I've got a personalized voice message video from one of the founders. I'm like, that's my friend, Jenny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know what? I think that. There's no such thing as customer experience, departments or service. It's a mindset throughout a company. And what I've made it clear at Midday Squares is I don't care if I have a conversation with a customer, which I don't even like to use the word customer, maybe a guest or a friend. Let's call it a friend. I have no finite time on the conversation. So if it takes an hour, great. Let's jam. Let's get to know each other. That's what makes the difference from good to great nowadays. And for me, sending those videos to our guests, our friends is something I really enjoy doing because I actually get to know the person, like yourself, a lot deeper than you just making a transaction with our business. So I spend an hour every morning, from 7 to 8 in the morning, sending these video messages. And it gives me joy. It starts my day off. It gets me excited. And it kind of makes me say to myself, how come every other brand doesn't do this? Because it's the easiest way to pick up your iPhone or whatever phone you have, get on the camera, say, good morning, Liette, what's up? Thank you for giving us a chance because what other way are you interacting with them? It's so hard to, other, to meet someone physically unless you're out there and about. This is a great way to personalize and humanize your brand to your customer relationship.
0: Oh my goodness. You're so right. It's like, why doesn't everyone do it? But they don't and that's fine, yeah. but you do. What I wanted to ask you is tell me a little bit about your morning routine because you mentioned to me when we started speaking about doing this live, you were like, my morning routine is set. Tell me
1: a bit about how you minx your morning. Oh, how I minx my morning. So I wake up, I'm fired up. Every morning I get fired up. I'm not kidding. Like I'm fired up. I go right away to calm myself down, to, to not get engine turned on. I actually read. So I read for about 30 to 40 minutes at most. So I actually get through books like crazy. And like I said before, I was not the greatest reader. You know, I was more illiterate actually during my younger years. So when I read now, I really appreciate and I learn. And these books become my mentors. So I do that for 30 to 40 minutes kind of like a meditation. It calms me down. And then I fire up an hour of those messages, those video messages with our customers, because I'm already ready to go. I'm calm and I can re-elevate. And then I go drive to work. I go say hi to everyone. Our company's very company culture. It's very family oriented. I come in, I go, good morning, y'all. <laughs> Sorry for yelling. Um, <laughs> I love it. And then, yeah. And then my day started. So that's my oh, typical my morning routine.
0: I love it. I love it. What happens on those days, Jake, or those moments? Because I'm an extrovert, I've got the high energy. We've got that in common. But of course, there are moments where, like, you have low energy, and you have a day or you have a moment where it's just you feel crap. Let's say, what do you do? What do you do? How do you get yourself out of it?
1: It affects me deeply that um, you know. I went through a phase, Liat, um, in the summertime this summer, where I just my body and my my mind just gave out, and I went through a phase where I didn't know who I was again. I was lost. I felt that my why was kind of gone again, and especially with the current climate of being an extrovert, it's really hard seeing people physically. It's very difficult. I went through this thing where I hit rock bottom, and I was kind of being, and I hate to say this, but I was rude. I was rude to people around me that matter because I didn't know what was going on. I was suffering inside, and I would go to my office every morning. Instead of saying good morning, y'all, I wouldn't say a word to anyone. I would just walk to my office, go to the door, and it affected everyone. It was like a cancer in the environment, and I had to admit something was wrong and I admitted it. And I finally started saying, I need to climb back slowly. And it's not going to be a, a deep climb, but it's like the, it's like the carpet fell underneath me and I fell down. It's like, I need to figure a way to climb back up. And what I did to figure that out was to start actually enjoying the journey and stop worrying, stop worrying about things, worrying when we're going to see people physically next. It's like, I could embrace that by doing other things and small little things. And like those videos is a simple human connection I would get with a customer. Right. So that would jack me up. I need to find what jacks me up and what gets me going. And I start playing with a little bit of things that would help me. And if I'm not feeling it in the morning, Liat, I don't go to my office. I stay home. I hang out. I'm hanging with my mom. Actually. She writes all our Polaroids, by the way, all those, those little notes. She and does. yes, every single one, three hours a night. And wow, so-
0: I love that part of the story so much.
1: Yeah. I'm she, she wanted to be part of the business, you know? So yeah, I sit with her and I chat and I, I actually, she makes me lunch, um, because I had to move home when I invested in, in midday squares, like, I put everything in that. So I moved back to my parents' house, but that's what gets me back up. And then when I feel good, I'm ready to go back and be in it, but it takes time and it's, it's normal. I think people don't realize, you know, you're an energy bunny too. Like me, you know, you're hype, you're fun, you're, you're a coach, you help people, you connect with people. And sometimes it's okay to be down. And I used to not think that way. I used to think it was not okay. Yes, and that's what there might
0: be something wrong with you. If you lose your butt, right? Exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. So and I always said, Oh, I have to put on this switch for everyone and do this stuff. But if you're not authentic to yourself, it's too hard. You need to be authentic and it's okay to have that bad day. And yeah. So when I have that day, I embrace it. I know it's normal. I know it's actually normal.
0: Oh, beautiful. I'm going off script, off my list of questions for you for a second. I love that your mom is involved in the business, but I'm more interested about another little element about your mom. I'm a mom to two boys and a little girl. And I always am so fascinated by seeing grown-up, outgoing, successful guys, men who have a strong connection to their moms. Oh, yeah. Tell me what is the secret? What did your mom do? Tell
1: me what's the secret. My mom has been there for her kids, her three kids. We're all entrepreneurs. I'm part of my sister. And I said, my brother has his own business. She has been supportive in any way possible throughout our journey. She would encourage us as a young ages to just go do things. And she always had our back if something went wrong. And she was always that person that cared the most. out of everyone I know, from best friends to family members, my mother was always worrying for my sister and brother and I. And- When my mom started, like, you know, she's my arch nemesis, basically. And I'll tell you why. We gossip together. We jam together. She's like my best friend. But at the same time, it's like when I come home and she asks me questions and she's like, did this happen? That happened. She likes to be all nosy. I start going wild on her. And then I walk away and then we hang back out at night when she does the Polaroids. And I think this this past three years have been the closest years we've had as a son to a mother because I've really seen how much devotion she's given to her kids in life. And how valuable her time is. And I didn't realize that growing up. I didn't realize when she would call me, help me, make sure that I I had food, make sure I had this. I never appreciated it. I never did. And this year, when this is what me and my sister, my brother-in-law decided to do was we gave her shares in the company, surprised her for her token of appreciation for just being the best mom. And I think everyone says they have the best mom. In my life, she's my best mom and she really appreciates it and like i said she's actually upstairs now and she comes down every morning when she sees me that i've stayed longer she says what are you doing here what are you doing here <laughs> and she, see i know she wants me to be there so i don't know a mother's love for a kid is is something that's priceless unstoppable and i know that you know i'm sure with you and your two boys you're their inspiration
0: ah oh, someone wrote in the comments i'm about to ugly cry and honestly for and you don't even have to be a mom to like have what you just said hit straight to the heart so Please do me a favor. And when we're done with this, good, give your mom a big hug. Till it's from me. She did a yes. freaking amazing job. Okay, that's what I want to say. Next, we're almost done. Although I never want to like let you go. Just think, what do you do that's just for you, Jake? What do you do that's just for you? That's your thing that you love. No.
1: So, Leah, I struggle with one major question since, since the beginning of 21. I've had a big question. I don't have an answer to it. And it is basically, why am I so empathetic in my business? I have struggle with empathy when I get out of the business. So empathy is something that I think is one of the most important things that anyone should have. You should always have empathy because empathy leads to greater things. You understand people, you actively listen, you create solutions together. For me in business, I'm the most empathetic in the entire world. In the personal world, I struggle bringing all that energy of empathy back to my personal life. And now what I try to do to do for me is try to be more empathetic in that personal life. And I try so hard to figure out why I'm losing my energy to be empathetic in my personal life with my friends, my family, my mom, for example, my girlfriend, everyone. And it's hard because it's real stuff. It's a real problem. And and it takes time and energy. So for me, my sole focus when I'm doing something personally is to figure out why and how I become more empathetic in the life with people that really, really, really matter to me. And, uh, It's serious, I know. And it's something I'm trying to work on um, every day. With We have a therapist, Jim Gavin. I just had a call an hour before this with him. And he helps me with that. But it's a big struggle I'm having right now.
0: Interesting. Thank you for sharing that. It's very vulnerable. I love that. I don't know if that's the person I was thinking of, but I did listen to, I believe it was a podcast interview with you and you spoke about how you were working with a coach or a therapist. I don't know if it was him. So it's a therapist or a coach
1: we call him coach therapist. He's a a behavioral therapist. He's worked with us as partners, the three of us to remain as family, but also the business partners. And if without him, we wouldn't have had, we went to Midday Squares wouldn't be where it is. I I can tell you that because we would have strangled each other because it's too hard. They're married. Think about it. My sister, my brother-in-law are married. They live together. And my sister and I have a huge past. So all these big personalities come together they need to work together. They can't work against each other. And if we were to work against each other, the business would collapse because we figured ways to trust each other and how to communicate with each other is super important. Long story short, that, that coach, that therapist, he, we see him once a week and he's held our partnership together as partners. And I can't tell you how important that kind of stuff is for anyone. And even what you do, the stuff that you do is something that people need to embrace more of because it's hard. Life is hard. It is. Whatever way you split it, you know, sh- excuse my language, shit happens and it does happen, real. And um, you can't just brush it aside. You can't just brush things. They build, they build, and then boom.
0: I understand the value of coaching or having a person. It can be a therapist, a coach, whatever it is. But now that I see it, having worked with people, and like they'll get on a call and they're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. And I'm like, that's fine. So we start talking and, you know, my job is to ask the right questions, which I'm sure is his job, right? And then by the end of it, when you see that that person has processed and understood and become empathetic towards what they're going through and what others are going through, and they have strategies for how to deal with it, it is absolutely priceless. So I'm going to check him out. It sounds amazing. Yes. good for you guys.
1: Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, I was never able to have a hard conversation before. I was always nervous to make someone feel uncomfortable or bad. But you need to have hard conversations in life to, to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. And I've been working so hard to have those hard conversations and become a better individual, both personal growth and business growth. And I think, you know, people like you and him and others are doing things that are, are really making people become better people and lead with an open heart and an open mind. And I think we need more of it in this world. We need a lot more of it and we it will make it enough. a better world.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of obsessed with everything you're saying. I'm like so in tune. I love it. Thank you so much. What would you say to any person out there who has a business idea or they have just something in their personal life that they want to change or do or pursue? What would you say to that person who's listening and for some reason has some limiting beliefs that is holding them back?
1: Yeah. Oh, this is my mandate in life. Here it goes. Be unapologetically yourself and embrace it. Because you can win in the corporate world, in the startup world, whatever way you want in the personal world by being yourself, because you are your best version. If you are not confident with that, then what's the point of life? So when I started becoming unapologetic myself, things started coming my way. Everything started coming in. I stopped worrying about what someone thinks about me, what's judging. If you always worry about that, you're never going to get something jump-started. So go out there, embrace being unapologetic yourself, and be bold about it too.
0: Ah. Oh! Amen. And I will add to that, that what is so important to enable you to do that is to surround yourself on social media or anywhere else with the right influencers, the right influencers. And so that mute button is like the most powerful thing of life. It doesn't mean you're unfollowing someone. It doesn't mean you're like, you know, being rude. You're just muting because it's not serving you. But I will say that on the flip side, you need to be following accounts like Midday Squares, Jake Carl's, (laughs) and underscore underscore somewhere there. Yeah, I I just every time I see a picture, every time I see something that you guys are putting out, I am so. You say the word jacked up, I'm like, I get so jacked up. That's what it is. Recently, I watched the video where your sister. She narrates it, but it's all the behind the scenes of how Midday Square started. I was watching it in my washroom. I locked the door. I went in because the kids were all over the show. I go, that's what moms do, right? They go and they hide when they
1: can. I I love that.
0: I have to watch these five minutes and I sat there with my phone and I'm like, the three of you and all of you and the way you are in that I can see how you interact with the people that work at Midday Squares and how you included them in the video. It's just freaking awesome.
1: I have two things to add before I don't want, I want to add this is super important. When we started this, we realized that we went to 26 manufacturers across, because we're a manufacturer across North America. We went to the biggest ones in the world. And what we noticed was that the people doing the production, the people working in production, the people doing operations had no connection. There was no unity. It was they're doing their job. They're doing theirs. The brand was not about both of them what Midday Squares? why one of the reasons why we started the manufacturing and built it ourselves was obviously, you know, forget about the actual technical part. It was that we wanted to build a millennial style manufacturer where those two teams come together under one roof and build the same thing together. And this comes to being radically transparent, being authentic, showing everything in our business. We show the good, the bad, the ugly, because that's the truth of what life is. And if corporations can't start showing that they're hiding something they're embarrassed of something. So it all comes back even full circle to being yourself, being unapologetic for yourself. And for me, what I use, like a great example of being unapologetic myself is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is this quotation that's supposed to be a corporate business network. For me, I don't use it for that. I use it to send good vibes. I throw my dancing videos on there. I put crazy, wacky things. And it's gotten the attention of all kinds of people because you're like, oh wow, this guy's using it for entertainment and fun. And why not? everyone else, why not? Yeah. yeah, why not? And I think that's where, again, it comes blocking out all the noise and just going out there and doing it. Go out and do you. And that's it.
0: Unapologetically yourself. There it is. Jake, really important question. You say you want to be transparent. So let's see what you're going to answer to this if you're able to tell. What's tell the next flavor going to be, Jake?
1: Okay, I love you to death and I love all people listening, but I can't because my sister who makes them she's incredible. She's very strict with me on that. Nick and I, my other partner and I w- would tell everyone we're the type of people that get excited to fire up the engines. But I could tell you that it is going to be probably our number one. And uh, the reason being is because uh, the trials were insane. Like it everyone was freaking out, everyone. And that means that if it's not fudge yeah in what I mean, then it's no. And my sister is very strict on that, meaning that if it's not great, then we can't let it out. And Madness. That's something that she's made, she's instilled in us as a business is don't just do for the sake of doing. Don't just do for the sake of the noise. Do because it's ready to go. Yeah. And, um, not, you don't have to strive for perfection, but strive for greatness.
0: Beautiful. So can you just tell us like roughly when we could expect to see something?
1: Okay. I like, I'm going to say early summer, okay. but I could tell you that the product is done. It's in trial. It's in just okay. lab testing and trial. So okay. I will send you a sample before it comes out. And you will just try. I'll send you a white package, it does no thing on it, and you will try it. But I can rest rest assured that it is amazing. And um, again, it's more like the peanut butter in terms of nostalgia and reminder of a product than the almond and fudge. So it's more on that end of things. And uh, yeah, just um, get excited. Just I get am excited.
0: So excited. I'm literally waiting with fated breath. but it's okay because I just have my best of peanuts in my friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, you're amazing. You're ama- Honestly, your energy is contagious.
0: Thank you. Please. I appreciate that. It's it's we're we're feeding off oh. each other. Excuse the pun. You're in Montreal, right?
1: Yes, I'm in Montreal, Quebec. But I'm all I go all over. I go to Toronto a lot. I go to Vancouver and we, the U.S.
0: I have no doubt we are going to meet in person soon. Yes. And whatever, and I mean this, like w- from the bottom of my heart, whatever I can do for Midday Squares. I will do it. I will continue to share. I will continue to tag. And people, when you're trying their products, put out an Insta story and tag them. Because why not? If you're enjoying it, we have to share the love. And that's what I did with my, with my group coaches this week. And everyone's trying it. We've all got this WhatsApp group. And they're like, I just tried Midday Squares. And I'm loving awesome. this to It's awesome. Jake, thank you so, so, so much. I'm like beyond grateful. And I'm so here for you. And, and uh, we'll be in touch.
1: Liat, keep being amazing, never change. Honestly, your vibe is great and people need it. So go out you there. Too. Go out there. Go out there and be yourself.
0: Yes. Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review. Rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com. And come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at liathorovitz. Have a minxful day.